There is treasure in and beyond your pain. What you seek is seeking you, beloved. To feel, transmute and alchemize pain is your power. And this power is within you right now. If you'll only give yourself permission to access it. To tune in to the truth of who you are. To allow the healing of your soul. Self-healer. Rise. quite a random one I just was it was just something that I was just thinking about but um I have a book <laughs> of like all the notes that I make uh lots of things that I've been experiencing on my spiritual journey and anything that I discover or anything that I learn I write it down so I'm looking over my old <laughs> it's not really old I wrote it like a week week ago uh self-care routine list and I realized that I do a lot I do a lot um, in terms of self-love and I really wanted to talk about that today because I know that for a lot of people they have this idea that self-love is like getting a pedicure, manicure, getting your hair done, um, the hot tub and all of those things are great and all of those things could be a part of self-love but the self-love that I'm really talking about is actually acknowledging the soul, actually acknowledging, acknowledging yourself as spirit because that is actually who you are. And you have a body, and you have, have a mind. And for the most part, our spiritual self, which is who we are, gets completely neglected, because it's not, you know, it's not mainstream to take care of the spiritual self. And so I'm just literally going to read over this very long list of things that I do within my self-care routine, and then explain and the importance of all of those things. So it will be kind of a long video. Video? It's not a video, Amy. It's a podcast. <laughs> this is probably my fifth podcast. That's probably why I said video, because I'm so used to doing videos. Okay. Um, and I'm not saying that you have to do every single one of these, but what, what I want to get across really is that your healing and your spiritual evolution, it's not just one thing. It's not like you just wake up in the morning and meditate and then everything becomes perfectly bliss after that. You know, it's like it's literally walking through and finding all these different techniques and all of, the, all of these different th things that have literally helped me every single day for the past two years to truly understand who it is that I am as a spiritual being. And I have healed in so many ways that it's almost in a sense, difficult to talk about it because it's like, how do you put healing into words? Like, how do you just put that into a box, into a sentence in a way that somebody can just quickly understand? You know, it's the manifestations of my life are kind of the um, proof to me that this works. <laughs> um, and in the biggest way uh, that my healing has worked in is in the sense that everything that I was addicted to, I'm no longer addicted to it. And those things for me were casual, promiscuous sex, or at least unconscious casual sex, um, self-harm, smoking cigarettes, um, being around people that were emotionally toxic and really negatively impacting my health, binge eating, um, I had a casein addiction, I was addicted to dairy, literally just 
every time I felt something, I would just, um, or anything negative, I would just literally just eat dairy, dairy, dairy. And I didn't realise I was doing it. I just had to have the cheese, and I had to have the pizza, and I had to have the chocolate, and I had to have the ice cream, and I had to have the yoghurts. And anyway, three minutes and 49 seconds into the video, and I still haven't gone to this list. So, <laughs> I'm just going to read through, and then um, I'm just going to talk about how these have actually helped me. Um, so maybe you can get some ideas and maybe if you want to get a pen and paper you can write some of this down and make your own notes if you do any research on any of these things. Okay, so 4 minutes and 11 seconds into this. Amy, just head forward. Okay, so the first one, meditation. Oh my god, meditation was the beginning of my spiritual journey. And when I say the beginning of my spiritual journey, it was, I had this kind of curiosity about meditation about seven or eight seven or eight years ago um i was going through extreme depression extreme waves of, of depression in fact I've, I've experienced depression my whole life chronic depression not just you know depression every now and again it was a wave of depression that was just always there and i had happy moments of course um but it was just always there i'd go home and i'd cry every single night and i've been that way since since i can remember since i was about three i've just cried every single night just you know there's lots of lots to talk about in that um, in that it's not just about the label of being chronic, chronically depressed, but that I'm a very empathic person and I take on a lot of feelings and I never had the tools to understand that, process it, transmute it, all of that. So meditation has been, oh my God, coming back to myself through meditation has just been so empowering because I have given, especially growing up in a Christian family and growing up around a lot of narcissists and a lot of energy drainers and a lot of people that did not have my best interest at heart by any means, um, I've always given my power away, um, especially, like I said, for religious reasons, and so I never felt a complete sense of peace, it was always like I had this illusion of peace in my mind, like I felt like my religion gave me peace because I could make sense of the world through my religion or make sense of myself through it, ide you know, ideologically, and there was some comfort that I got from it, I'm not going to say that in all of those years that I didn't find any beauty or comfort in my religion because I did and to the, for the most part I've always had that connection with God and I've just used religion to kind of understand what that God is but that connection's always been there I just didn't get any um emotional healing while in that religion so meditation has just completely been absolutely life-changing because it's enabled me to actually go within to actually see where I actually need to heal and and especially like you know, I've still had these addictions while I've been meditating. It's It's been a process. And every time I came back to myself, I was like, okay, Amy, you have this issue with food. You have this issue with sex. And I can't see the thing is with me is it's like, and I don't know if this, if this resonates, but I mean, I'm sure it does. But if you're trying to overcome addiction mentally, it's not going to work because your addiction isn't a mental thing. Your addiction is your soul, it's your way of numbing those emotions within you that you're not ready or you don't want to face or want to heal it has nothing really to do with the mind and so I've always tried to stop smoking and then yeah I will do for six months and then I'll start smoking again or the whole self-harm thing I've stopped doing it and then I'll you know I've cut my wrists since I was very young um and all the kind of things that I did, like binge eating it's not you can't in your mind say to yourself don't do that because you know, it's not the right thing to do, because saying something is the right or the wrong thing to do, it doesn't, it doesn't have any power for the emotional body, the emotional body is what 
is housing all of these emotions and so really it has nothing to do with your mind and so when you start coming into the body and start feeling those feelings that you've been pushing aside and using all of these other comforts like food and sex and whatever and, and relationships and whatever it is that you use to escape your pain when you're in meditation you're forced to face that because you're inside of yourself inside of your own body so obviously I've got videos on meditation obviously I won't talk too much about meditation because this is a long list so I'm going to just carry on um so meditation absolutely number one um yoga which is meditation with movement um yoga is really really beautiful sometimes I feel like sometimes meditation is enough because not necessarily because I'm not going inside myself because I am but with yoga I love that I can breathe so deeply into certain postures and I love yin yoga because I can I can be really still with those postures and hold that posture for a long time and actually breathe into the body rather than I've never really been into the really fast types of yoga like I did kundalini yoga um I've done it before and then I went to a class and really 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 struggled with it because it just felt like a very extroverted kind of yoga that was just moving really fast and I understand that that was that's their way of like dropping into yourself very quickly but I don't feel like I I need to do that I don't feel like I need to quickly drop into meditation I want to do it slowly and because maybe that's just my temperament but um yeah just being able to go really deeply and release so much tension and so much stress and blocked energy that's in different parts of the body yoga has just been absolutely incredible for me um meditation is something that I do every day I practice meditation I wouldn't say I do yoga every day sometimes I go weeks without doing yoga but I try to do it as often as I can um earthing outdoors um I've spoken about this a lot like my connection to the earth is just like it is so like I said this in one of my podcasts recently but like whenever I'm going through pain or stress I literally feel like the earth is not only healing me on a cellular level but emotionally as well just because like I feel that nature she just absorbs everything like you can just be in nature and she's so non-judgmental and it just so it's just so refreshing to be outside of the four walls of your house or your the four walls of your job or whatever or being away from emotionally toxic people it's just like it's just you and nature and it's just so peaceful and so beautiful and it gives you that clarity of mind to be able to think for yourself and sometimes to not even think because I, I process a lot of my thoughts in nature and sometimes it's not even to actually think like I said sometimes it can just be a case of just being in the present moment with nature and just to breathe and to just feel the wind on your face and just like oh my god like yeah so that's only the third one i need to move on amy um so swimming um both for my emotional and physical health um i was not exercising daily i was exercising probably twice a week sometimes i went months without really exercising that much i mean i would walk but it, it for me I know that everything is energy and so one of the reasons why I was depressed a lot is because I just wasn't moving my body and all of that energy, that stuck energy because the body has to move, like everything moves, everything flows, the body has to move in order for that blocked energy to release itself from the body and we're holding a lot of that in and so swimming also is a very, very therapeutic thing for me, like I absolutely love it, it's just like I've tried going to the gym several times. I'm just like, I don't know, again, if it's a temperament thing, but it's just like, oh, this just feels really robotic and I don't like it. And it just feels really like, I don't know, I just don't have like an emotional 
and a positive emotional response to the gym. And so exercising, um, via walking, um, which I do barefoot, um, and swimming. Oh my God. I just love swimming so much. And swimming just helps me. Like when I'm swimming, sometimes I'll like, I'll chant a mantra. I'll just be like chanting arm or, um, God, I'm so funny. I'll just be singing to myself under my breath and sometimes people can hear me but I'm not even bothered and I can just when I'm moving through the water I can literally just feel like I'm moving through my pain and I'm allowing the blocked energy to just flow through me as I'm moving and so really it is such a therapeutic and beautiful way of releasing energy like no joke. So crying. I did a video um I said that so empathically then like I said, I recently did a podcast, what was it, um, The Power of Crying, Energetic Release, or something like that anyway, um, and crying, I've said this a lot, um, releases that blocks energy, so again, in the same sense that swimming and moving and exercising, it pushes that blocks energy out of the body, so does crying as well, because, you know, obviously you're removing the emotional energy from the body, and crying isn't a weak thing, crying is is a powerful thing, because you're supposed to feel your feelings. You're not supposed to keep them stuck in the body and feel all these feelings of anger and hatred for yourself and others simply because you really haven't cried and you really need to cry. Like, if you need to cry in this moment, just cry. Like, if you need to cry now, just cry because there's no reason to feel ashamed of your own feelings at all by any means. And a lot of that comes down to what we've been taught growing up as well. Like, if our parents made us feel ashamed to feel what we feel especially like when we're crying and our parents will say things like I see people do it all the time see people close to me see friends do it with their kids like oh stop crying it's just like I understand why you're telling that kid to stop crying but what that child is going to learn is that you don't care about their feelings and so be very careful in telling a child to be quiet when they're crying because it does the opposite of what you think it's doing um clearing blocked blocked energy through chakra meditations that's been really beautiful for me um especially my solar plexus because I feel very anxious in my stomach and my heart chakra because my heart is quite often very closed up um in fact the whole the whole you know um system of chakra meditation has been really beautiful to me uh, for me um one thing that has been absolutely insane amazing in releasing emo- emotional trauma from my body is actually EFT, which is emotional freedom technique. It is so intense. It is so intense. Now, I will do a separate podcast on EFT. Um, I'll do podcasts on a lot of these things, but I will do both a YouTube video and a podcast specifically on emotional freedom technique because I've been wanting to do it for some time and I will will actually get around to doing it very soon. Um, it's basically like acupuncture but without the needles um, and it gets to all the different meridian points in the body um, and it basically releases any blocked, um, trapped energy from the body and basically what you're doing is the tip of your tim- fingers, which is also a meridian point, you're tapping on those different meridian points. The meridian points are the top of your head, um, the top of your eyebrows, your kind of third eye area, under your eyes, o- under your just over your lip, your chin, your cheek, your collarbone, um, under the arm, the side of the arm, which is like a karate chop or something like that. And whenever you tap those different parts of the body, about seven times each time, the tip of your fingers, and also say a positive affirmation, acknowledging the the, tra- the pain that you're experiencing and then replacing that with a positive affirmation. It is so fucking impa- powerful that I am just constantly 
bawling my eyes out while I'm doing it because of that I realize that there's so much trauma that needs to be released because otherwise I wouldn't cry, right? Um, and say, for example, I'm tapping the top of the head and I say, um, I can, I'm acknowledging that I'm anxious right now, but I accept myself and I love myself wholly and completely. And then you just say it again, you say it seven times and you move on to the different area of the body and you say, and it's so powerful because it's just like, what are we supposed to do with all this emotion that we're, we're carrying around with us? You know, is drinking every weekend helping you to release that trauma or is it suppressing it even further? Is binge eating helping you to grow and to release those feelings and to address the reason as to why you're trying to hide pain with your food? Is that really working for you? You have to ask yourself honestly without me trying to have to convince you of anything because your higher self knows exactly what... The, your higher self knows the truth without me saying anything. It will resonate with you if it's, you know, if, if, it's, um, if it's true. Um, and so EFT has been absolutely incredible. And it's not just that, oh, it makes you cry, therefore you're releasing energy. No, what it does is it's, it's releasing that trapped energy, those trapped emotions, because the, our emotions get trapped in the cells of our body. You know, the body ages, and but the trauma that we're carrying, where do you think that actually goes if we're not feeling it? You have to feel trauma. You have to feel your pain in order to heal it. There's no other way. It's like, you know, you think about your past relationship with your boyfriend. Uh, you know, it could have been a really negative relationship. You can think about your, a painful situation um, in your childhood that happened. And if you didn't feel through that while you experienced it, that pain is still trapped in the body because the body remembers it. And that, that's what it means to heal the emotional body is to actually release through acknowledging the pain in the body. And that's what a meditation, again, is also beautiful for. And I can't recommend EFT enough like literally. Um, another one, and I've spoken about this before, if you're on my Instagram, you'll hear me talking about this a lot. It's just creating energetic boundaries in all relationships. I have done a podcast on that as well. Um, and this is just a really important one, not just for to, to create boundaries around narcissists and sociopaths and psychopaths, but just people in general, because to create a boundary is saying that, saying to that person, you love them and you love your sets you love yourself at the same time that's what that is it's being able to love yourself and love another person at the same time because you can't love yourself and another person without boundaries i've said this and i'll say this again but with boundaries you know having love for somebody without boundaries is, is a path of self-destruction i won't say anything that i don't have experience of i'm not talking about anything that i do not have experience of and i think it's really important as well just for me to say this that i am a wounded healer <laughs> like not in the sense that I, I identify with the wound, word wounded, but you do need to know that the things that I talk about, I have experience of. I don't just read books and read YouTube videos and follow people on Instagram and, and regurgitate information. I'm sharing with you what it is that I've experienced because I know that you can heal yourself because I'm healing myself. And I've come so far and I'm, I'm healing and I didn't realise how actually fucked up I was emotionally. And it's not even like fucked up emotionally, it's not even like the right way of saying it but or a healthy way of saying it just that like most of us are wounded do you know what I mean it's just like but we don't acknowledge it so and healthy food oh my god I always feel my best when I eat organic plant-based foods <laughs> but you know that's not always um possible sometimes I I only eat 80% of organic foods because what I do is most of the time I will buy organic food in a house but sometimes I'll go out and the food's not organic it might be gluten-free and vegan 
or plant-based and it might not be organic organic and I'm not going to be like really like militant and be like oh my god I can only eat organic food but in an ideal world the food would all be organic but sometimes it's not possible how do me I just burped <laughs> um so healthy food um that is a part of self-care because you, you it, you're, it's what you're putting inside of your body your body is a temple that houses your spirit so it's really important that you um that you that you see that as 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 something that should be important for you um that has helped me heal massively because i've been able to take care of my vessel and not abuse my body and not just pay attention to the spiritual and ignore the physical because i did that for a while i was paying so much to so much attention to my spiritual life that i wasn't even thinking about like <laughs> my own physical body i was kind of neglecting my body and seeing myself as just a spirit oh i don't need to care about my body cuz it's all about the spirit well we wouldn't be in a body if we weren't meant to be in a body. So we should be caring about our body. <laughs> Obviously. Um, safeguarding my empathy is something that is a part of my self-care routine. Um, safeguarding my sacred space. Um, it's massive. Like just even, I speak about it a lot and I'm creating absolutely massive boundaries around my empathy because I want to live my life empathically. I want to be able to live my life through my intuition. And I can't do that if I'm around people that one, don't respect that I'm empathic, two, don't give a shit about um, my sacred life and my sacred space. And two, and another, the people that cross my boundaries. So I have to be able to safeguard that. Um, um, and I did do a podcast again um, a couple of days ago um, on being an empath. Um, and I've given you some tools there if you want to listen to that podcast. Another thing on my self-care routine is downtime to process my emotions. Just like... Um, being in meditation again to come back into myself and to process my emotions I need downtime like seriously I I'm an extroverted introvert so at heart I'm an introvert truly and truly an introvert but I'm a very um confident and kind of outgoing introvert so most people just assume that I'm extroverted until they get to know me and then just like oh yeah you're definitely an introvert um and so I do need a lot of time and everyone around me I make sure they know it. it's just like don't take it so personal this is just me. I need downtime to come into myself. I need to be able to process my emotions. I need to be able to sit with myself, get clarity of mind. I need to know where I'm going in life. And I can't do that if I'm around people all the time with their own visions and their own minds. And, you know, they're led by their own intuition, hopefully. Um, and, you know, being an introvert, that's just something that I need. A healthy sleep routine right now, I'm not going to lie, it is, although I'm not going to post this tonight, I'll probably post it in the next few days, it is 1am. Normally I start winding down at about 10 o'clock, I start doing like yoga meditation and normally I'm in bed by 11. Today, for some strange reason, I had a, a massive spirit, I don't even know why I'm not even talking about this, but I had this massive spirit, spiritual experience as I was meditating in the, in the living room about an hour ago, sorry an hour and a half ago because it was about half 11. I was meditating and I was doing meditating to an open chakra um, meditation and all of a sudden, as I felt my heart open, I don't know whether this was the moon, I don't know whether it was God or a fucking, I don't know what it was, but I saw a bright yellow light in the sky open up and it kind of like freaked me out, but then I was just like, oh my God, this is so fucking beautiful. I recorded it on my Instagram. Insta I recorded it on my phone to post to Instagram and then I was just like well why do I really want to post this do I need to prove to someone that I've had a spiritual experience I don't need to prove it with words I don't need to prove it with the video but I think realistically the first place I go when I'm recording a video even if I don't post it just to save it is Instagram and not even my video on my phone 
and I just wanted to capture it just to show people what I was actually experiencing. It was so beautiful. I can't even explain it, but um, I don't actually know what that was. And I'm, and I'm the kind of int- I'm kind of the very strongly intu- intuitive person. I'm kind of like, if that was God, if that was, I don't even know what that was because words are just not even making any sense to me right now because I don't even know what that was. I really don't know what that was. Um, but I was experiencing a massive spiritual experience um and it's probably why I'm just flowing really well today because I'm just tonight because I'm just like I can't sleep after experiencing that anyway I'm gonna move on so yeah healthy sleep routine um because sleeping early you're able to get up early um and just to be up when the sun's rising um obviously get the full eight hours because that really helps helps me with depression as well like if I sleep too late and get up too late it means that I'm I don't get everything done that I need to get done. And then it makes me groggy if I don't get enough sleep. Jungian psychology, Carl Jung, um, psychology, um, uh, that's helped me massively. Just psychology in general, really, but specifically Carl Jung because um, that branch of psychology, just because he acknowledges uh, the soul in more of a a beautiful way and... um, God consciousness in in a, in a sense that like it's really helped me to dive deeper into the subconscious and to acknowledge my unconscious behavior. It's just been I can't even um, I'm starting to st- starting to sound really like monotone right now, but it is one a.m. But that's to be able to understand myself basically and why I do what I do has been absolutely massive. Like I can't stress how important it is to understand yourself and why you do the things that you do. And I don't think that psychology has all the answers because at the end of the day they don't it doesn't give you the tools as to how to evolve it just explains why you are the way that you are and um the effects of childhood trauma and like you know um understanding one aspect of yourself I guess um shadow work I've spoke about this a lot um you know you we're basically integrating those rejected parts of ourselves and sometimes shadow work isn't we assume because of the term shadow that those rejected parts of ourselves are all the negative hidden secret parts of ourselves but the hidden parts of ourselves are neither good or bad so i mean some of them are some of them good some of them bad however you perceive those those traits to be it's not that they are bad it's just that you see them that way and really good aspects of yourself can um be hidden in the shadow self if say for example you were a really talented child and your parents um really wanted you to be really good at maths or whatever really quite academic and not creative then you'd probably reject that part of yourself um if you're a really highly intuitive person and that person didn't you know that you your person your mum and dad or your caregivers didn't want you to be a highly intuitive child and they wanted to be wanted you to be more in you know using more of the analytical mind rather than your intuition then and they scolded you for it or they shamed you for it then you probably would integrate you would probably reject that part of yourself and that part of yourself would end up in the shadow self so it's it's about integrating all of that um and that's been really beautiful for me to actually acknowledge that oh my god like some of the things that I do I'm like oh my god Amy that is your shadow self through and through and I'm not saying that by giving you this long list I'm not saying that I'm a completely I'm not an enlightened human being I'm just someone on a spiritual path that wants to be able to um you know, expand the consciousness of humanity. And I know that I'm I'm a healer. I know that. Um, but it doesn't mean that I have every area of my life perfectly like, oh yeah, I've, I'm healed in every single area. No, I'm still doing the shadow work. I'm still on my journey. So, um, 
and I acknowledge my shadow self and I know I have certain patterns that I keep repeating and it is, it's diff you've got to walk through it. You have to actually walk through it. It's not a case of not doing anything, um, not doing the things that you know are. Um, I'm just going to get some water because all of a sudden I feel really like... Mm. Crystal meditation. Um, I have a huge, huge gravitation towards like rose quartz and any protective cliff crystal, like black tourmaline that protects you emotionally from negative energy. I don't meditate massively with crystals, um, but you know, uh, crystals are not woo woo. They have the ability to absorb energy, and so obviously, if it's negative energy that you want it to be absorbed, then that's what it that's what it does. It absorbs the negative energy. Journaling uh, is kind of like a free flow of emotions. Um, I don't. I know some people do this first thing in the morning, but I I, I would find this difficult. Sorry, I'm just once my jacket. I just all of a sudden got really hot. I know that some people do this first thing in the morning. As soon as they get up, they journal what it is that they're feeling, um, just so that there's that self awareness. That, you know, for for me personally, I I need to meditate first thing in the morning, um, or do positive affirmations, um. But journaling, it's just being able to be aware of your emotions, basically, first thing as you wake up. Just because you just kind of like, even if they are negative, you just want to be able to observe your state of consciousness the first thing in the morning. Writing music, composing music, playing the piano, writing poetry, they are all, I mean, they should have really been at the one of the top. <laughs> they should have been really at the top list, but... Um, for the most part, I've used my creativity to process my emotions. So it's not like I don't understand why I feel the way I do. I've always been able to understand. I've been writing poetry from an extremely young age. And it's 111 right now. Ah! Woo, woo, woo. Um, but since my uh, spiritual evolution, my self-care within that has been that I'm transmuting those feelings and rising above the feelings which I've never been able to do so my music has more of a resolve rather than it just being <laughs> adding to the depressive collective consciousness of singer-songwriters Ooh, so poetic and obviously that's beautiful in a sense because obviously we want to be able to process our feelings so if I'm in a really bad mood or if I feel quite like stuck in my emotions I might listen to Tori Amos I'm not gonna lie because I think it's important to process your emotions but to stay stuck in your emotions that's a bit of a problem anyway um being in the recording studio is all also part of my self-care routine mindfulness so kind of like being in the present moment with whatever I'm doing and this is something that I I've started to do less of because I just sometimes forget to do it and I end up being in the past a lot in my mind which is obviously a trigger for depression or if you in the in the future projecting yourself into the future that's anxiety so mindfulness being in the present moment like we sometimes I especially especially oh my god I'm so tired I especially when I'm writing I pay attention to my hand <laughs> and the pen as I'm writing I'm so weird but that really is mindfulness it's just basically bringing your conscious note conscious awareness to everything that you're doing therefore then you're in the then you're in the present moment and um you know your intuitive self can only really flow in the present moment um being stuck in the past or in the future really keeps that intuitive self blocked off um inner child healing and inner child meditation has been absolutely crucial i think pretty much my whole memoir of my album that i'm working on 22 tracks has been 
about inner child healing, which is to me emotional healing because a lot of my healing is related to my inner child, which for the most part it is for a lot of us. That's been seriously like massive to be able to like acknowledge that I have an inner child, acknowledge the child within me and to give her what it was that my parents didn't give her or just were, you know, not capable of giving and it's no fault of their own because at the end of the day they weren't given that either and their parents weren't given that. So it's like it is a generate it can be a generational thing to go through trauma and not have love as a child when I'm looking at my mum's mum and the lack of love that my mum had and it, it just got passed down really and my dad as well. So um forgiveness is something that I don't have massive amounts of experience with because I'm quite a closed off person my moon is in Scorpio so in terms of my emotions as much as I'm very cancerian as much as I'm empathic highly sensitive INFJ introvert I in terms of forgiveness I can I can hold a grudge and I don't know I'm doing it it's not a mental grudge where in my head I'm going oh you're an absolute dick it's not even that I'm not even really mentally thinking about you it's just my heart gets closed off to certain people and then what I did what I started to do a couple of weeks ago a couple of weeks ago it was a couple of days ago I told you on my podcast last podcast is that I brought a few people that have who I feel have hurt me into my meditation um into my meditation and just um acknowledged that I do love them and I do forgive them and and to not sit on this fence of forgiveness and be be like oh yeah I'm just going to forgive this person from my head but the mind and the head knows nothing about forgiveness it's it's all to do with the heart and so unless you're bringing someone into your heart space you've never you've not really forgiven them and so that's been a part of my self-care routine because if I'm not forgiving others and I'm not forgiving myself so um speaking out loud (laughs) how I feel being the kind of witness of my own feelings and to like when I'm upset sometimes I'll go Amy why are you crying right now and then I'll go okay that was a trigger from when I was a kid and I wanted attention I wanted attention and I didn't get attention and I felt rejected and that person's just made me feel rejected or triggered that rejection so what I do is I say it to myself not speaking out loud as if like you know it was in like oh I'm gonna speak really loud but just so that I can hear my own voice because then I've noticed that like whenever like I say it I feel comfort in knowing that I know you know so one minute Mm. so Thursday um yeah so conscious sex only um unconscious sex again just addictions in general um was truly just soul destroying for me and it's it's never about what someone else has done really because no one else no one can do to you what you're not giving them permission to do and so it was literally me throwing myself at people it wasn't a physical throwing myself at someone it was just emotionally throwing myself at people that just were emotionally unavailable or it was just I knew I was going into it as a casual sex thing I knew that and I knew that these people didn't care because I didn't care about myself because I was throwing myself at them so why would they care um but I have experienced a few conscious relationships or mini relationships because I think everybody that you sleep with or anybody that you meet is technically a relationship I don't think like monogamous relationships are the be all and end all um it I have had a few a few experiences with conscious sex. Um, one guy though, I've never, I've not, I think I might have mentioned this person actually. One guy, he actually meditated a lot, and when I was having sex with this person, <laughs> it just sounds really weird now. 
Um, I felt like that was a God connection, not because he told me he meditated, but I could fucking feel it. I could feel the fact, I could feel that he'd cleansed himself energetically and that he was inside of his own body because that connection, that sexual connection, I've never felt that with anyone. And I only had sex with a person twice and I've not had sex with anyone that meditate, probably very, very few people that meditate. Um, a hand, a very few hand, like a handful of people meditate, but I've only ever had this spiritual conscious connection with this one person. And this person wasn't the right person for me at all by any means, but it, to me, I still considered that conscious sex because it was a very divine connection. <laughs> um, constantly being mindful of what no longer serves me and being able to be okay with letting go of people um, and situations that no longer serve me. Like recently, I just literally let go of someone that I considered quite high in my life, but I've intuitively and mentally always known that this person eventually will have to go because they're they're a narcissist and I was making excuses for them. They're not like... I think in my self-awareness, certain people have stood out to me more as a narcissist because I spent way more time with them. Those that I don't spend that much time with, I kind of I kind of push it to the back of my mind, knowing intuitively that this person is working against me and I'm still working through that core belief of like my feelings are not that important because that's just my programming from being a kid. So, um, yeah, there's that. Um, Mm, that was a long list here. Oh, I've become really sensitive to like bright lights, so I don't have any bright lights in my house. I don't. You probably don't think that that's a part of self care, but it is for me because like, it gives me headaches. Like I've got literally now I'm sat in my kitchen and I have my Himalayan salt lamp on, and I have a salt lamp in pretty much every room, and that I don't turn my lights on. Like I have lights in my flat, I just don't turn them on because they just give me headaches. It's just like. That is a part of self-care because it's just like noticing like what serves you and what doesn't, even if it sounds weird to other people. Uh, I'm surprised I've not said this already, but positive affirmations, which is obviously reprogramming the subconscious mind because you don't realise like we're manifesting from our subconscious mind, which makes up 90% of our mind, right? And then we're operating from 10%. So um, that's really important for me because... I realised that I have a lot of like negative thoughts go through my head every single day, which most of us do. And so obviously we're programming all the shit that's been put in there um, from our parents and from society and everybody, everybody else around us and things that we've said to ourselves because we have this internal dialogue with ourselves and we're talking to ourselves pretty much all day if you think about it. If you're thinking, you're, you're dialoguing with yourself, you know, so... Binaural beats and frequencies um, to raise my vibration. I listen to those um, when I go to sleep. Um, setting intentions and visualization, but not just setting the intentions and visualization, um, which would be a part of like the law of attraction. But what I think with a lot of people that talk about the law of attraction is they actually miss out the action part. So it's just like taking action. And there are still parts of my life where I do feel slightly... I think stuck's a strong word, but I do feel slightly stuck in some areas of my life that I know that, like, I've got a lot of, like, not only reprogramming, reprogramming my subconscious mind about that specific area, um, but just being able to take action in those areas. So, um, admitting to myself that I was neglecting myself. Again, that would be self-awareness. So, 
I neglected back. And it's and it, only when you come into loving yourself truly do you start to truly, truly, truly see how massive the list of things that you did to yourself that were self-abuse and self-harm, really. I know that I didn't really vocalise that very well because it's like 22 minutes past one. Um, I can't even... I can't even think about how much I used to eat myself to death, literally. And just be in this place of blame consciousness, blaming my parents for the way I was when realistically they don't owe me anything as an adult. I'm a fucking adult. And admitting to myself that I was neglecting myself was hard because then I would have to f- make a decision. Um, yeah, I just paused for a moment then because that kind of like triggered a few upset feelings, but it's okay. Um, another self-care thing, again, it's going back to the boundaries again, is specifically with um, narcissists and sociopaths. And obviously psychopaths, but psychopaths make up like 1% of the population. I've probably only ever met, like, in terms of who I've dated, um, very, very few psychopaths, probably two, I don't know, two or three. And I've dated a lot of people, so <laughs> a lot of experience here. Um, but I have a lot of experience with narcissists and sociopaths, specifically narcissists. Um, so learning how to create boundaries with them, um, or completely just going no contact in order to safeguard my own empathy and safeguard my own emotional space, my own emotional word, world and my own sacred space. I it's impossible to thrive around these people. So um, practicing non-attachment. <laughs> Buddha said uh, that the root of suffering is attachment. So, and I truly feel that. It's not just a, a fancy quote. I truly feel that that is true because whenever I have been the most upset and had a look at why I was upset, it's because I've attached myself to someone else emotionally or attached myself to an idea or attached myself to something rather than being in my own body. I've projected myself, my worth outside of myself. So, um, oh, another thing, (laughs) watching comedies, like that is like, I'm not a fan of like derogative comedies that are like really culturally insensitive. Like I don't like racist, like I love Family Guy, but I just, when it comes to the racist shit, I just don't, I just pretend, I either pretend I don't hear it or I answer back to it. I'm just like, bullshit. I'm just like, I'm not laughing at that because it wasn't fucking funny. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't actually find it funny. I find it fucking annoying. Um, so comedies, yeah, I love watching comedies. Um... Not going on social media in the first hour of rising. Now, I, I do this every now and again to, like, share my breakfast if I get up, like, super early and I've got things to do. Um, but I do... If that's the case, I'll just go and post something. I won't scroll. But I don't like going on social media at all or checking my emails or even going on Google or Ecosia now that I've downloaded that in the first hour of waking. Because the first hour of waking, to me, it's like you're flooded with all of this anxiety. You're flooded with all of these thoughts. And if you don't bring the 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 rain of those thoughts and pull that rain in like obviously the rain of the horses obviously if you're vegan I'm, I mean that in the nicest of ways obviously if you don't tame those thoughts if you don't meditate if you don't become still within yourself and then you're on social media seeing what everyone else is doing it's just not a good start for the day it's not you're not in your own space you're in everybody else's space so and that's the start of the day right so you're manifesting from there um honoring my emotions as and when I feel them. So the other day I was literally so upset. I just cried on the bus. I'm just like, I've got nothing to prove to anyone. 
And it's not like I start, I don't bawl crying. I'm not start bawling my eyes out. But I had tears down my eyes and I was silently, just quietly wiping my tears. And I know I come across as like a really strong person. I fucking am. I am a fucking strong person. But most people will see my Leo projection, which is what I project a lot. Which is my rising sign, Leo. But I am true and true with cancer. Like, cancer sun. I think my... Is my Mars in cancer? My Lilith is in cancer. Scorpio moon. I have a lot of cancer in my birth chart. So I'm a very... I feel a lot. And don't forget, Scorpio is also a water sign. Also very, very, very deeply emotional. So... I'm a very deeply emotional person. So there are all the things. I don't even know. Let me just see how long this has actually been because I don't even know. Okay, 43 minutes just to get through the list. But there are all the things that I, that, that I can think of anyway and that I've written down. Um, there's probably other things as well. Just, um, you know, part of my self-care. It's, it's everything that I'm doing within myself. You know, it's not anything that I have to do outside of myself. You know, it's all about coming within the self and empowering myself to um, to love myself because no one else is going to fucking love me and I'm not expecting anyone to. And I would hope that being in a relationship when I do, it will be an exchange of love rather than it just being like, what can you give me? And I've never really been one of those people that have been like, oh, what can you give me? But I think at a certain level I have because I think we all do it. Because we're all looking for the subcon- subconscious father and mother. And um, it just takes us from ourselves. And so the reason I wanted to share this self-care routine is because I just want to give you an idea of what it is that I'm doing behind the scenes. I don't even talk most about all of this, but like, you know, the healing journey is, it's just life. It's not like, um, oh, a pop-up just came up and said, the maximum time for segments is 60 minutes. Keep an eye on the clock. Yeah, well, I've got like 15 minutes left and I'm not going to, I'm going to be, I'm closing it up now anyway, but, um, even though we say the words like, oh, it's a spirit, we say things like it's a spiritual path as if like we're going somewhere, but really, realistically, we're always in the present moment with, with what, with ourselves. And so, this is just life. Do I believe that I will be 100% healed in this life? Probably not. And me thinking that I'm not going to be healed might even be a part of me not being healed because I don't think I will be. It's not about... Because when you say the word, word healed, it's like when people say things, silly things like... Um, you might not think this is silly, but I think it's silly. When people say things like, oh, how can you cure depression? It's just like, can you cure depression? It's like saying, can you can you make hum- humans not feel what they feel? Can you make someone not be cruel to a child and make them not feel the weight of that for the rest of their life? It's just like you, if 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 depression could be healed, then why is it so many people on medication are not healed? Why are pe- why are people are not? I, mean, I know people close to me on medication that are not. You can't suppress the emotions with a pill. You have to feel into the emotional body, even you know. Things like talking therapy can only work to a certain extent. You need to be able to tap into the body because that's where you're housing all your feelings. It's not mental. It's not It's not in your mind. The pain is housed in the body. And so there's just, well, we could just talk forever or I could just talk forever. And I'm probably speaking with a really monotone voice right now because it is 1.29 and beloveds, it's called the inner work. It truly is. And it's it's one of the reasons why I say this quite a lot, but like, I don't feel motivated to to follow anyone that's not been through anything. 
I don't feel motivated through by anyone that talks about spiritual evolution and they've just come from absolute, like they've come from this perfect life. And I'm just like, well, you can't show me anything because you've not worked through it. And, that, and that's why I think it's important that I'm as transparent and as authentic as I can be on social media because I want you to know that as the wounded healer, I've been through it. I've experienced it. I've probably experienced everything you've experienced. There's nothing that somebody could say to me where I'd just be like, oh, well, I don't understand that. Because, I mean, we, obviously we all share in human emotion, obviously. We don't need to compare each other's pain. But it's like certain people that just don't know how to relate to other people because they just haven't been through as much pain as someone that I, like I have. Like, I, I, you know, the word trauma is a very, very powerful word. And trauma for me might not be trauma for you. It's, it's quite subjective because really trauma is just the inability to be able to cope with the experience. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to keep it at 48 minutes because I think that is super, super long. And I am going to go to bed now. I should have been in bed two hours ago, but I couldn't sleep. <sighs> but I want you to know that you are loved. And I'm not saying that you have to go and research this big long list of things. I'm just saying that you learn about new practices, you learn about different things, and they they all heal you in different ways. Like I just pick and choose which ones I want to do on a specific day, intuitively. I don't just uh, have a list of things that I must do in my self care routine. It's just things that have helped me heal on my way um, to evolution and spiritual and emotional growth. So. I hope I can end this. As, <laughs> I hope I can end this positively because I sound really like meh, meh. But if you haven't already added me on Instagram, add me there. I'm very active there, and I'm gonna send you all the love and all the light. And I will see you soon. Bye.